This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. All right, Logan, uh, you know you know what we could call this on a game day, you know? <laughs> what could we call it? The Take Command pregame show. The Take Command pregame show, which is a thing now, right? Yeah, I, I don't know whether they're officially calling it that, but we might as well, yeah. uh, as, as you and I are back for pregame for another season uh, coming up, starting the regular season. So we're just getting our warm-up on now. Uh, but it, it's a really interesting game tonight. Uh, Commanders, yeah. Ravens, of course. Ravens riding this like 20 million game preseason winning streak. Uh, we already know they're not going to play their starters. Technically, the first game at FedEx Field of the Josh Harris era. So I'm very curious to see kind of what the fan reaction, the environment is tonight. But in terms of the actual football, I think the biggest question is obviously in a preseason game who plays and who doesn't and it's complicated by some injuries let's start defensively I think this is a little bit easier in terms of the decision making a little bit simpler I just really wouldn't play that many guys tonight Um, and you've got John Allen now dealing with this plantar fasciitis this is year four of the system there's a couple new pieces if you wanted to get Forbes some reps like fine Um, but ultimately you've got a bunch of guys that know what they're doing that have had a good camp they're on track and they're not going to face Lamar Jackson and the ones, nor are they even going to face Tyler Huntley um, because Huntley is out as well. So you're you're facing a third string quarterback. I don't know how much that you know game at, game readiness that gives you. I'd probably just sit the defensive starters tonight if I was Rivera and Jack Del Rio. Yeah, I mean that's the thing about the, this game and coming off a of joint practice. I think that's so important is like most teams use joint practices so they don't have to play their starters in the preseason game. And you know, Ron came out very early and said, "Oh, we, uh, you know, Sam's going to play or the offense is going to play. We're going to play our starters," kind of as a general kind of catch-all blanket term. And I thought to myself, like that's unusual, you know. And then for Baltimore to kind of come out and, and follow the script with regards to joint practice and say, "Hey, you know, our starters aren't going to play." I think that should change some of the parameters for Ron in conjunction with the injuries, like you were saying. So, you know, does the defense need to play against, you know, whoever's playing for the quarterback, number 17? Uh, what's his name? He's been Josh around. Johnson. Josh who's Johnson. Who's played for 14 NFL teams and three non-NFL teams in his career. Right. So, you know, I don't, 
I don't think they need to play. I think they've shown everything they need, they need to see. I thought that second day um, in Baltimore was a really good day for the defense. So ride that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't – you know, you've got some good backups. And, you know, Casey Tool, James Smith-Williams, those guys, the backup linebackers, like, get some file on those guys. You need file on those guys anyway. You're trying to build the roster. You know specifically that starting defensive line, like, who's going to be here, quite frankly. Like, you, none of those four guys are going to get cut. So – Get them out there or get them off the field. Let them be healthy. And then I think a lot of guys in the back end, too. Maybe you want to see Forbes for a series. Maybe because he's a young guy. Maybe Forrest because he's a young guy. But, like, Cam, I don't need to see Cam. I don't need to see Kendall. And I think the great thing is you've got good depth. Like, Benjamin St. Juice gets some work at the outside if you need him to. Again, you might feel good about him and what he's shown at the nickel spot. But I generally think, like, you take out I, – I would think a lot of those guys don't need to play – the only reason you're thinking about Sam playing is because he's a rookie. And then you kind of get into this weird, like, oh, he's a rookie. The whole offense needs to play because he's a starting quarterback type thing. But right, I think when you look at historically with, with regards to joint practices into a preseason game, most teams don't play their starters. Right. Uh, quickly, like 10 to 15 seconds at most on a couple of guys on defense. Should they play or not? Kind of figuring out where the line is. Sure. Yeah. Forbes is the most interesting one. He's a first round pick. He's had a good camp. Would you play him at all? I mean, I would think about it. You know, I, I kind of, I maybe even go ask him and be like, "Hey, man, do you want to do it? You know, like, do you feel like you need it?" And I talk to the coach if I, if I'm Ron, obviously, and I'd be like, I talk to his position coach. It's like, where do you think he's at? And if he says well, he's good, I might ask Forbes, "Hey, do you want to play? You get a series." And if he's like, "Yeah," you get a series. If you say no, no series, get out of there, and and leave it up to the player's discretion. And again, he's he's probably the close. He's he's probably the the funniest one, right? Because he's really good and because he's been good and because he's a first round pick. But I think I could see an argument for him playing, but either way, I don't think he's going to play a lot. Yeah, no, hundred percent. All right. Uh, James Smith Williams, Casey Tuo. I'm going to lump them together. Like, do you, and F.A. Obata, like, do you play those guys because you're not playing your starters and you don't want to have your third and fourth stringers play the entire game? You don't want to put that on them, injury risk for them? You want to buy them a little bit of time? Or do you just go like, we know who these guys are too. We don't yeah. need to. I think you could. I mean, like in a, in a real, like, you know, me and you having coffee, like objectively, like free from the parameters and structures of the NFL, we could be like, yeah, they don't need to play. But there's something weird about it. Like the starters aren't playing, the backups need to play. And then, you know, like I've been Casey Tuhill, James Smith Williams a lot in my career, and it's not fun and it kind of sucks because you're like, man, I'm being exposed to injury. Like they're not even playing. They're good guys. Like, why am I playing? Um, but that's part of the deal. You know, like you need the depth on the day because like, let's say one of those young guys gets hurt, like you were saying, like someone needs to play. So I'd almost rather play, you know, come off the field at those young guys play. So at least I'm like warmed up and ready to go. So it's, it's less than ideal for like those, like, you know, David Mayo, for example, like everyone knows David Mayo is going to make the team, but he's probably going to play the whole game, you know, and that's sucks for him. So um, it's just, it's, it's one of those things with, with preseason that kind of makes people have like a icky feeling in their stomach. It's like, sorry, bros, you got to play. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> sorry, bros, you got to play. Yeah. Uh, if we did, if we did like quotes from the the podcast is episode titles. That would be the episode title uh, of of our chat today. Um, I think I think linebacker super interesting. I wonder if they play Jamin because uh, he's kind of been floating between starter backup. That one's going to be mean, interesting to watch. He's been playing um, really well. Like uh, he's been playing so. I, I will say, like in 
to to your point though, he had like one rough day in Baltimore, so maybe you let him out there for a series. Yeah. But well, it's also just a- they've been mixing and matching him so much. Like I don't know exactly where he is on the depth chart. Like I'm pretty sure he's like the solidified starter, but like right. you know, what packages, you know, and whatever. Um, I think with James specifically, since he's been playing more of that three technique, giving him some game reps there um, could be interesting as well. He hasn't done a lot of that in his career, if any, sure. before this year. So. That's an interesting thing to watch, not just if he plays, but where he lines up tonight. Um, beyond that, like you get into the depth stuff, you know, BSJ is another interesting one because he yeah. missed one of the days in Baltimore. Do you want to get him some reps? Um, but I would, I would say I'd probably err on the side of caution with him, especially given his injury history. I wouldn't expose right. him. And then uh, everywhere down the list, like Christian Holmes, you're going to get a lot of run because Danny Johnson's hurt. You know, that, yeah. you know those young guys uh, are going to be out there a lot. How conditioned are you? Hopefully for a full game because uh, you're going to be out there. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. There quite a bit. Uh, Logan Paulson there, Craig Hoffman here, a little Take Command pregame show style uh, preview of tonight's game, Ravens and Commanders. All right, then, then the, the sexy discussion. What do you do on offense? So uh, J.B. Finley was tweeting out earlier today that uh, Charles Leno and Andrew Wiley, if this was a regular season game, they'd be playing, no questions. Wiley got kicked in the calf. We're not exactly sure what's up with Leno, but he came out at the end of the Baltimore practices early. Ron said at the time that was planned, um, but then he didn't practice the next time they were out there. So he's dealing with some kind of nick. And that becomes an issue because they wanted to play Sam Howell. As you said earlier, he's basically a rookie, um, second-year guy with 16 career passes. Um, And you wanted to get him some of that experience and let him march out there as a starting quarterback for the first time at FedEx Field, feel that energy as well. So maybe it's not quite as intense uh, on week one against Arizona. There's a bunch of reasons why it makes sense to play him. But with both tackles potentially banged up, I think it becomes a different question than even if just one of them, considering how steady Cornelius Lucas has been as the swing tackle, what kind of like, how, how does this all impact your decision-making and what other factors are you considering if you're Ron Rivera when it comes to how? Yeah, no, I don't know what Ron's thinking specific, like, but if, if I'm, if I'm Ron, let's just do that. Let's play the hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game. Like I probably don't play him. Like I think he had a really good couple days up in Baltimore. I think I've seen what I need to see. I've declared him the starter. Like, is it that important? Like to your point, like, is he going to do anything in this game that gets me to thinking that he's not going to be the starter or he doesn't deserve to play? And I think you brought up a great point there about kind of getting him ready for, you know, week one, the environment of week one. But I'm also kind of like, I don't want him to get hurt. Like there's like, how good can he look when the two starting tackles are not in? And 
it just doesn't, the, the juice doesn't seem worth the squeeze, you know, in my opinion. And, and again, like I understand, like he needs to get reps. And if Fred Smoot was here, he'd be losing his mind. Cause he's like, you know, he needs reps. You need to see him. He needs to get between 20 and 30 reps in this game. And I get that. And I'd want him to get reps because I want him to get more opportunities in a game situation, but it's less than ideal. And I don't want him to get hurt. And I don't want to expose him in a situation where he can't be successful. So like why, basically why risk it? If I don't have to, would be my thought. And again, Ron could start him because I think Lucas has done a really good job in camp. I think Foster, the backup right tackle, number 73, he's played minutes in the NFL. And again, like Baltimore is not playing their starters. They do have some depth at pass rusher that might be concerning for you. But you do have some experience there. So if they went out and did it, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm also kind of like, if it was me, I'd be like, you know, don't don't worry about it. We'll, we'll figure out another way to get the, the, this this in and you know if, if week one's a little bit rough because of these 25 plays then like I don't know I, I don't see that being an issue because he, he played week one of the preseason so like he's already got a little bit of that going for him so yeah I, I think it's such an interesting like the formula has got a lot of factors if you will if yeah. you make it into a giant math equation um the backup tackles is huge but you're also then trying to go out and compete against the twos of Baltimore, like you should smoke yeah. them because you're ones and they're twos. And so what does it really tell you? I do think there's something to getting ready for like, you know, everyone thinks about the risk, the risk, the risk, the risk. Like there's also risk in not having guys play. And like the first time they step out on the field is the regular season and they haven't played NFL football or anything resembling it. Um, and, and having that ramp up, I think quarterback is such a different thought process though, because Unlike like when you were blocking in a drill, like 11 on 11, whatever, like you were as exposed as you were in the game. Like that, obviously right. there's, there's more of a recklessness that happens in the game, but generally speaking, like it's the same stuff. The difference in a game and, and not a game for a quarterback is that yellow Jersey. Like Sam can't get hit in practice. He can take a shot in a preseason game from some young kid who's trying to prove himself down a corner blitz that just or a you know a defensive end breaks free because there's a missed assignment because you're playing two backup tackles and your quarterback takes a shot that changes the trajectory of your season and that's sure. not going to happen in practice and so the risk to me like from for every other position on the field the risk actually isn't that much more elevated than it is in practice for quarterback it is. For sure. that reason, I think I've now convinced myself that I probably wouldn't play how. And and I think one of your one of one of your arguments, you know, before when we were talking was that oh, like he needs to feel the emotion. Like he's not gonna feel any more emotion in this game than he felt in that joint practice. Like that joint practice is about as hyped up and ramped up as you're gonna get in any offseason. That's why people do them, you know, that's why people have them. So I almost say, like, how was he in that environment? And to my eye, I thought he did a pretty good job of kind of handling the emotion, handling the the kind of the different stuff Baltimore was throwing at him. Now, it wasn't as comprehensive as I was hoping because obviously the practice was open to the media. They were live streaming the practice. So I think Baltimore was holding a little bit close to the vest. Washington was holding a little bit close to the vest. But you're not going to show any more in this preseason game, so it doesn't really matter. So what I would say is like, to, to your point, it's emotionally he's been at the highest point he's going to be able to get to this offseason, I would think. There's fights. It's competitive. It's it's almost live in a lot of situations, right? So, um, yeah, I don't think he should. I don't think he needs to. I, you know, like it just doesn't the, – the risk isn't worth the reward. And like you said, like specifically with quarterbacks in that yellow jersey, like you're able to mitigate a ton of risk. Like that's – I go back to Tom Brady all the time with this. And not, I'm not saying Sam's Tom Brady, but Tam, Tom Brady 
when he was in New England and when he was in Tampa Bay, they only did joint practices. That's all they did. So he never had to play in a preseason game, right? And so, like right now, because you're, you're mitigating injury risk, but you're exposing him to as much of that defense as you possibly can, and you're exposing him to a very high level of competition in situational football, which is great. So I would say that with the two tackles out, because you're also not – you're only exposing him, but you're exposing like Jahan and Terry and – Curtis kind of unnecessarily for a level of competition that they should dominate. And it's like, it just seems like a no win scenario. If he does play, let's say they go out and they do play. They, they beat the twos up pretty bad. It's like, well, they beat the twos up. Let's say the right. twos for Baltimore do a good job. And it's like, Oh, the offense doesn't look very good. It just, there's, it's a no win. You're exposing them to injury. It's the emotion of the day. I know that's important, but it's not as important as what they got from Baltimore in the joint practices. So if I was Ron, and again, I don't know what Ron's going to do and what EB's going to do. I'm sure EB wants those guys to play, but I'd probably be like, hey, man, you know, we'll, we'll find a different way to get this 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 stimulus and, um, you know, mitigate some of this risk. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. I, I think from the emotional standpoint, what I might do is tell him he's starting and then be right before the game, be like, never mind. You know, you get him. Dude, to hate be, you. Play, players would hate you. Why would you do that? Don't do that. Because I've heard of coaches doing this before. It's where, terrible. I, I know. I hate those because coaches. Because if you awful. go through the pregame, I'm just saying, like, I've heard of, I, I've heard I of get, coaches I doing I get this. what you're saying, but it's like. So for the audience that doesn't, you basically have your players go through the pregame routine. Remember, this is their first game at FedEx. The fans are going to be juiced. Like that's the emotional side of it to me is like fans are going to be juiced. First game of the Harris era, like all that stuff. It's going to be a, a, for a preseason game, a pretty good atmosphere. And then at the last second, you're like, Hey, y'all are, y'all are, y'all are good. Like you went through the whole thing, got your warm up in, you went through your routine. Um, you mentally felt what it felt like, and then uh, and then we're not going to expose you to any hits. That's like the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. No, I'm, I'm, I've heard of coaches doing that, and I've seen coaches do that, but I hate it. It's it's so dumb. Like, if I'm going to play, let me play. If I'm not going to play, let me know. Because like that, you, I mean, I don't know if you, you've been there, but like you get in the locker room, you're there four hours early, you're listening to music, you got you to gotta lay your stuff out just right. It's And then to be like, you're not playing. It's like I went through all of this mental preparation for nothing, it's infuriating. It's really, it's really, really bothersome in my opinion. It's like, just tell me yes or no and tell me today. So, or tell me yesterday. So I don't know, like that just, I, I get what you're trying to do there, but I feel like that's for like, like for what, like for what he's played in a preseason game. He's got, he's played the game in the NFL, albeit it was like the last game of the year last year. Like, I don't think we need to do all of this kind of psychoanalyzing of the quarterback. If you want him to play, Shoot, let him play. You know what I mean? If you don't want him to play, don't worry about it. Don't mind trick the kid into whatever. You you know, like try to pawn this thing up. I, I think that's – I hate that. As a player, I hate that. And maybe coaches like it, but coaches, if you're listening, players hate that. Don't do that. It's like, It'd be like, it'd be like, bro, it'd be like if you had this really hard workout written out for one of your clients, like an impossible workout, and you're like, get your mind right. Put yourself through the warm-up. And then they go through it and they kind of get themselves to the place mentally where they need to be. And you're like, you know, we're not going to do that. And it's like, I did all of this work to get myself there. And you're just going to pull the rug out from under me. Like we dude, if you did that to me, Craig, I might fight you right there on the spot. Like for real. I one, I do not want to fight you <laughs> Two, Uh, I get what you're saying. 
I'm just proposing that this is something coaches do specifically in this kind of scenario because they want their players to go through that mental process and know what it feels like to get to the game and see where they are emotionally and be like, are you in a place where you actually are ready to play? And then it doesn't really matter if you do or not because I wanted the emotional gut check. And I tend to agree with you that these are adults and some of the psychoanalysis, psychology, faux psychology, really, that coaches do in the NFL is so dumb and so silly. And if they just treated the players like adults all the time, then you'd be a better league. But this is this is stuff that happens. And so and I, and I think also I think also part it of it, is. though, is that like in my exposure to Sam and in watching Sam and in like what people have told me about Sam, like when you're around around the team, it's like he's very mature. So if he's very yeah. mature and he's earned that respect, like obviously there's guys like that I've played with in my career that are not mature football players and they need something else that you, you as a coach, you need to see something else from them. And so in those situations, I'm like. Maybe that's fine. I'd still be mad, but I kind of get it a little bit more. But here's a guy who's like literally checked every kind of professional box for you over the last six months. So why am I going to play this like trick on him for 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 what? Like, what am I going to glean from this? What is he going to glean from this? He's shown that the moment's not too big for him. Like he's shown that, I think. So why mess with it? Uh, if, if you want him to play, have him play. I think... Lucas will do a great job. I think Foster has done a great job in practice. Obviously, he's not as good as Wiley or, or Leno or Lucas, but he's a good football player who's got NFL experience. Like, if you want to do it, let's let it run. But if not, let's not be tricky about it. Like, he's earned, he's earned that. He's earned that from the staff, I think. Yeah. All right. Um, who actually does have something to prove tonight? Like, who are the guys that you that are going to play so obviously not ones. Although, you know, I also do wonder, like, you know, they can mix and match O-line, whether Sam's playing or not. Like, yeah. I'd play Sadiq tonight. Yeah, I'd play I, I Chris Paul tonight, obviously. Um, he's technically a two, but, like, I want to see those two in, in game action. Um, and they've done a good job, but I want to see more of them. Because yeah. those guys are, like, the, it's O-line's a funny position. Like, you need a lot of reps and a lot of time on task. And so... Why not? You know, like Baltimore's got great defensive line depth. Let's see how you handle it. Let's see how you look. So I totally agree with that. Yeah. So I would want to see those guys, but beyond beyond those two, uh, who's got who's got a lot to prove tonight? I mean, this is gonna sound crazy, but I do think like everybody who's gonna play in this game has something to prove. Now Sure. I think the uh I think this is important. I think I've mentioned this before, but like I've been a part of teams where at before the second preseason game started, this was when there were four preseason games you could tell who was going to make the team and who wasn't going to make the team. Like there was approximately 44, 45 guys who you could tell just based on rep distribution, how guys like would get stuff and how they were treated in meetings. were going to make the team. So I, I think there's probably some semblance of that here, but I think like, for example, you mentioned Casey Tuhill and James Smith Williams. Like I have the utmost respect for those guys. I think they're fantastic football players. I think they fill a nice need on this team, but if I'm them in their situation, which I've been in before, I just want to show the coaches, just give give them one last data point saying, hey, man, like this is why I deserve to be on the roster. And here's an opportunity for them to prove that. Now, that's a very different kind of environment than, let's say, like Ricky Stromberg, for example, who is trying to prove that he can play guard in the NFL level and deserves to be on the 53-man roster active on game day. And what I mean by that is I think Ricky's done a great job at center. In the Baltimore practice, he did a great job at guard. 
right? But he's got to show me that he can be consistent with that if he's going to be that swing guard with Chris Paul on game day or whatever the situation is. So that's what I would say. Like there's there's great there's there's a gradient to this. Like then there's a guy like Bryson Tremaine who is trying to show that he deserves to be on your practice squad and maybe a rotational guy if there's an injury at Gunner. Like that's kind of where you're at with this. And everybody has that's why these preseason games I think are so compelling to watch. I know people get bored of them, but it's literally people auditioning for work, you know? And so there's a couple guys there, Casimir Allen. Like we can go through the whole roster damn near if you want. I don't know how much time we have, Craig, but. Uh, This was not intended to be a full podcast length (laughs) episode uh, of a discussion, if you will. So I think, I think the point is, is well taken. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends on, it depends on like what we're talking about. Are you talking for each individual? Yes. You know, it's, it's enormous. I think the question that I was, I was more thinking of the framing of like for the team, right? Like, sure. yeah, your practice squad's important, but it's not as important as a guy who's going to play snaps right. for you this season. So like when I think of who's important for this season, like I go to that last receiver spot, I go to the Dax Milne, Kaz Allen, you know, Marcus Kemp, like who's yeah. going to, who can any of those guys separate and prove that for whatever reason they belong on the roster. To me, that's, that's super interesting. I look at a guy like Alex Arma, can he continue to be great in his role yeah. and prove that like, hey, this role has value and I'm the guy that gives it value. True. I think, you know, Curtis Hodges uh, at tight end, like he's had a bad camp, all, yeah. all things considered. Um, he's I one agree. of the few guys that I, I think is his stock is lower now than it was. So I think, can he prove that he's worth having on this team, especially with Logan Thomas out? Like, hey, we might, we would, it would be really great for us if we could have another tight end we can rely on. Can you be that guy or can one of the other tight ends step yeah. up? Like to me, those are the kinds of guys that that I'm definitely thinking about. And I think, you know, another guy on the defensive side um, is Quan Martin, right? He has the rough first yeah. one. Um, can, how does he bounce back? Not that even if he doesn't have a great game, like I'm not writing Quan Martin off off of it. I'm just curious to see like, it's, it's a bit more of a, hey, how much are we going to be able to trust you this year kind of thing? And a, a little bit, you know, do do you bounce back? How do you handle it? You know, can can also, can the coaches, like, find the role that, that sets you up for yeah, success? So there's, there's, there's a lot, I think, from just the, the guys that are going to make it. Nevertheless, the, the perspective you gave of every player obviously has something to prove if they're out there. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. So, you know, obviously, like, the receiver spot, the O-line depth are, are just – Places like we mentioned that with Stromberg, I think the uh, corner depth, the safety depth, like how's that going to shake out? You mentioned Quan. He's like a really interesting variable there because he kind of like, where does he fit the returner? I think preseason games are, you know, talking with Santana, talking with B Mitch, like if you're looking for a returner, like you don't know if they can do it until they do it in the preseason game. So like Casimir Allen showed some flashes last week. Dax didn't get a return, but what if Dax has some good returns this week and Kaz struggles? Like, does that shift the tide in that battle? Does that definitively say, hey, Dax is the guy for this year and, and Kaz is a practice squad guy? So again, like to me, there's a ton of compelling storylines. Uh, you know, Braden Daniels like had a yeah. pretty good had a pretty good game against um against Cleveland. And I think had but a pretty good I, I think you mentioned this, not a lot of pass pro reps. So Absolutely. like can they throw the ball a little bit while he's in the game and see what he looks like? I, I totally agree because I, I mean that's honestly like where he struggled. Like I think we all, you know, we knew that he was closer as a run blocking player, but can he like turn that corner? And then like KJ Henry and uh, and Andre, right? Like yeah. that to me is one of the most compelling battles because right now, if you look at it just objectively, I think Dre's a little bit ahead of KJ, and KJ's a fifth round pick. So can you sneak KJ to practice squad? Like. 
Chris Rodriguez, can he have another physical running performance? Like all that stuff is, I think, super, super interesting, especially with those young guys. And then I think kind of to stack on, like there's a couple of veterans, I think, like Tyler Larson had a fantastic game against Cleveland. But if you're keeping Ricky, can you keep him, even though he's playing good football? Like right. these are these are the storylines and the battles that you've got you gotta watch. And I think you gotta kind of like give these give these guys their respect because like, you know, Tyler Larson's like a what is he, like a seven, eight year vet? And he's going to be battling for a job this year. So, and, and yeah, which is crazy because he's played really well. I mean, he's 32 years old. Um, do you yeah. keep a guy like that around? Um, and by the way, he's a commander. So yes, yes. long history with Ron. Um, do you, do you keep him around? We'll see. Um, and then like uh, Montero, Montero yeah, has he's been played well. crushing camp. And like, if I'm him, I'm, I'm like so frustrated because I've done like literally everything I possibly can. And there's a good chance they don't make the team, you know, and him and, and Lufenbaum and all those guys, like they've had good camps, really, really good camps. And so um, I think like, again, they're kind of trying to say like, don't keep so-and-so keep me in this situation. And, and again, that's another battle that I'm just like, how does that shake out? I think that that battle probably favors Stromberg, Chris Paul, all those other guys, but you know, they, they've done a great job. So just keep an eye on that stuff. Tackle depth, another interesting one because, you know, does Foster make it? I don't think so. Is it you keep three? I've heard people saying they want to keep four tackles. Like, who, who can separate themselves? I mean, that's, again, this is one of the reasons why I think this is great. You mentioned Pringle. You mentioned Kemp. Like, there's a lot of depth here in certain spots, and a good football player is not going to be playing football for this team. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, you know, to swing it back to the player side, like, this is open open tape. Everybody watches, yeah, and especially absolutely. tonight, right? It's Monday Night Football. The only show in town. Yeah. If you're a, if you're a, you know, a Bryson Tremaine, and you go out, or a, a Mitchell Tinsley, and you go out and have two touchdowns, like you might not make this team, but you might make someone else's, and well, uh, the paycheck is the same. You didn't even mention him in the receivers, but he's a guy that's been quietly having a really good, like, like yeah. in this, like some people start fast, and that's great. I want the guy that's finishing strong, and he had a great camp at Baltimore he's had a good last couple of practice he seems to be again that one of those guys that his professionalism like you can just tell he's a pro's pro from the day he comes in the building I think it's, it might carry him to a roster spot and if he has a big night tonight like to your point like they have to keep him and then right you know like who, who's out because of that so right 100 percent. all right that'll do it for this pre-game edition of take command uh game tonight again espn's got it uh buck aikman the whole the whole deal uh the new monday night countdown with scott van pelt uh hosting it so that'll be cool uh if you're watching on tv uh and of course uh the radio show uh, we got all kinds of coverage leading up to the game on the team 980 full podcast tomorrow logan will go through everything uh early start time for us we'll try to get it up in the podcast feeds as soon as possible and then uh we'll, we'll recap the last practices and get you ready for the final preseason game roster cut down day etc for the second pod later in the week anything else logan before we get out of here no man okay then we're done see you Thanks for watching this clip of Take Command. First, why don't, you, why don't you like it? It lets other people know that it was good, and then they should watch it too. And Logan, we have a new exclusive home for full episodes. We do. 106.7 The Fans YouTube page. Go check it out and please subscribe. Yeah, do, do what Logan said. Do very, it. Very, very smart. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.